You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode in 2023 of the Mm. Joe Rogan Experience Review. We are still reviewing. Let's go. Still reviewing. Nice to have you back in the stew stew. Feels good to be back. Mr. Thorne. That was a long trip to England, sir. Yeah, it was a long trip. I mean, kind of way the pods came out a little later. I'll tell you what, anyone listening... I do not recommend flying right now if you don't have to. The amount of delays and cancellations and complete screw-ups. To be fair, Delta had to cancel a flight from Heathrow, but really did a good job getting us a new one and a good hotel and really took care of us, gave us some credits. Wow. Maybe they do that well in England, not here. Well, they. I mean, Delta's the U.S. company, so... They yeah. did it. They did it well. I wasn't expecting that. Most of the time, when things go wrong when you're flying, they don't do shit for you, and you got no one to complain to. And it's like, good luck. Don't all, fly again yeah. then if you don't want to. All been there. Yeah, American Airlines does that a bit. It does my head in. Right on. I don't care for them too much. I, I don't use them much. I'm a Delta guy, but uh, but it's, it is. It's good to be back. Back in the good old U.S. of A. It's warmed up a little bit in Montana, which is nice. Thank God. Um, what is there for Rogan news? Oh, I will tell you. So Delta had podcasts on their, um, entertainment system and it was Spotify podcasts. So I thought, well, obviously Rogan's on there. He's the most listened to thing on Spotify. I'm pretty sure including the artists because the most downloaded artist on Spotify, I believe, is Taylor Swift with like mm. 80 million downloads a month. Okay. I'm pretty sure Rogan's podcasts get more than that. They're getting 12 million an episode. Yeah. And he does three a week. So yep. that's 12 times 12. That's I mean, that's 140 million downloads right there. But guess what? In the podcasts that you could select, it had probably 40 or 50. Mm-hmm. Rogan wasn't on that. Mm. And it had others that had like explicit content. What? What's they up have with that? movies that are R rated. It's not like they could say, well, he's a bit too controversial or has cuss words or whatever. No way. He was not on the Delta Airlines entertainment system under Spotify podcasts. Hmm. I'm going to look that up because that's annoying. You got to wonder. Like, that's kind of bullshit, especially because it's like the biggest thing on Spotify. Like, how did he not? fall on that list there was i would say probably 60 percent of the podcasts on that list are smaller than this one and with the show that reviews rogan so how the fuck does that make any sense Mm. weird yeah i don't know maybe because the owners of delta just are don't want to have that controversy or that doesn't make sense of course it's something like that they're just being pussies so delta stop being pussies but also Uh. thank you Thanks for the hotel. Sorting my flights out. Thanks for the hotel. Well, it's nice to have you back. We got a pretty clean studio here back in Montana. It's, it's nice, looking good. Nice and snowy out there. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, 
Yeah, let's get into it. Why don't, why don't we start with a, a bit of a depressing one, but I think it's important. I think. Yeah, so this one is from a couple of weeks ago, uh, but because we basically kind of missed over Christmas, it, it felt like an important one, and for more reasons than one. The issue is obviously a big deal, uh, and we're talking about the Siddharth Kara episode, which yep. is, like Joe said many, many times, probably the heaviest podcast that he's done. But why it's important is because often Joe will do a podcast that he learns something from that really moves him, that's shocking. And unlike other shows, like if you look at that um, David Letterman interview show that he does, which is really quite good, and it's an interesting it show. It is good. It's not like the next week on that show he comes back and says, hey, last week when I was interviewing this guy, I just learned all these different things. It's like each interview is specific to who the person is that's in front of him. And I think what gets lost then is like you're learning something important. You've just discussed it. And now what? We never – we pretend like it didn't happen and we're just on to the next guy. <laughs> Rogan doesn't do that, and I love that about his show. He's like, He brought up the cobalt mining and how awful it was to basically every guest for the next three podcasts. Yeah, I love that. And it's good because it like reminds everyone again listening, oh, yeah, this is a big fucking deal, and we shouldn't pretend it's not happening. Also, yeah. where the fuck do we start? We're all guilty. We're all guilty. We're I, all still, guilty. I still want to know if Sid Harth has a phone. I would have asked him that. I was Rogan. He's got to have a flip phone. I mean, probably. good for him for doing shit, though. It's I, I get it. He is trying way harder than any of us to expose these people. It's amazing what he's done. It's amazing he hasn't been killed. Yeah, that's the big one for me. How his, has he Dude. managed to not be just wiped out? He said he was getting notes from people, and he's had some insiders, right? That's how he got in there, because people know how horrible the conditions are that they felt they felt that it obviously that needed to get out to the people, so they they snuck him in somehow. And then he had what some go- it was like a government official there wrote a note, and he said that one time he would have for sure been killed when those when those rebels or I don't know what they call them congas not congas that's not right, but the the people who are guarding these places obviously with guns and fucking yeah you know making sure that people like Siddharth don't get in there to expose the horrible conditions. Right. They're, they chased him down, remember? And he said he, he was like, thought he was going to die. And then he pulled out those government papers that said he was so-and-so. And I can't remember what the paper said or what, what it how what it explained, basically. I, you know. Yeah. That some someone higher up in the government is allowing him to do that. Again, I don't know how he got those papers. I can't remember if he explained that or not. Well, in a lot of ways, I would recommend that he doesn't go back there. Fuck no. I mean, they're going to, after this level of exposure, I mean, they're going to know who he is. That's the And cell when phone? he goes back to that country, they're going to know what he's up to. And this is big money. Big money. And they're not worried about burying him in one of these mines, for sure. I would like to see, they, they brought up Apple, obviously, a few times. And Tim Cook's the CEO now, right? Yeah. Is that his name? Come on, dude. Where's where's his public statement after this? Is he still going to claim that they're doing everything right and by the books and it's the cobalt that they're getting is not from these types of mines? It's such bullshit. Dude, but they already have basically like sweatshops in China. Well, that's what I'm... But yeah, true. Like, so China's it, no different. This isn't like the only thing they do right. that's fucked right. up. Right, but and how... They do a bunch of it. How fucked was that movie, though? When you see these people like clawing at each other and using fucking little pickaxes to mine this stuff. I mean, they were trampling over each other. It was like, 
It looked like a bunch of cows in a fucking meat factory. Yeah. And it's just in, in their hands, too. It was unreal. It's like, I don't know how toxic or poisonous cobalt is, but it's a metal, right? Oh, yeah. And it's oh, on you're your You're breathing hands that and, shit in all day? Yeah. And there's no... The, the fucked up thing that I was... You know, that you hear about, and you don't think about it until somebody like Sid Hearth brings it up. But the amount of pollution, obviously, is is, is real. And the amount of shit that's going in the water. But what scared me the most is there's nothing else for these people to do. They are so forced into this just to make a fucking dollar a day. Yeah. Just so they can survive. Uh Uh-huh. There's nothing else there. Where are they going to go? Take a fucking bus somewhere else? Right. With their family? How are they going to afford it? Yeah. They can't leave. No. So they are slaves without shackles. Yeah. They're enslaved to the area. They can't leave. It's like an invisible shackle. Right. And the worst part is if they did close those mines... Yeah, over time, maybe they could get back to doing their own farming or they could create a new system. But for right now, that's the only job there. And if you took it away, everyone runs out of money and starts to starve. How do you get get back to farming? What did he say? There was like no electricity there as well. So they're like mining the one resource that gives us all in the world all this portable power that's amazing. And they don't even have lights in their house. It's crazy, man. It is. It's something I had never thought about. Look, man, I'm all for stuff being accessible and cheap, right? That's a big part of what makes the world great because, well, you know, at least in the West. Mm-hmm. Think about it. 10, 15 years ago when flat screen TV started to come out and people would have like a 50-inch of their house and they paid like $2,000 for it or whatever, a lot of times you'd see those and go, wow, what a rich person. Mm-hmm. Everyone can get them now. They sell fifty inches for like two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, Nothing. but look at the cost though of that, right? I, the child I, labor and shit. I get it, right? There's issues that come with it all, right? Yeah, but yeah, but is that necessary? Also, some of this is just that we, the technology got better, and we made right. components for cheaper, and maybe they're smaller and they're more accessible, and now there's more infrastructure specialized in making all the different parts x y and z that we bring together it's like i don't know if things eventually getting cheaper over time and better always has to be because there was slavery involved yeah or because there was some like i think what they're doing is we're just cutting corners in too many areas well and that this is one where we we just shouldn't do it as an entire species. We could ju- we could take a step back and be, be like, hey, guys, it's going to take two more years for you to get your flat screen TVs for yeah. 200 bucks. Right. But we'll get there. And also, no slaves were involved. Well, Pretty good, right? That brings up a point about longevity, too. I've had the same TV. You've bitched about my TV, how it's not smart enough. It, the right? searching I, function look, drives me insane. If my phone didn't get fucked up with the software, I'd probably still have a... 12-year-old iPhone or right. whatever, eight years old I iPhone, know what you mean. Right? And then the software gets screwed up. And you know they're doing that stuff on purpose. I don't... I, I do, do not believe that these old phones shouldn't work anymore. There, There's no reason why these old phones shouldn't work anymore. They might not be as fast, right? But why do we keep needing to buy new stuff? And well, Joe talks about this a lot. We always need the newest shit. No, we don't. Especially Make because... Make it last. Make think, it last. Think of even like the iPhone 4. That came out in like 2010. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. It was the one with the antenna around the side and it, that kind of fucked it up by, while holding it. So they had to give you a case. But it looked cool. It was yeah. like a big jump forward. Yeah. 
And I remember I got that one. It's the, I think the only iPhone I ever owned. And we like even switched over to AT&T to get it. It was like, because I'm getting pulled in like everyone else mm-hmm. to this like, you got to have it thing. Right. And I wanted to play and see what it was about. That's not that long ago. And it had a good camera, at least good enough for me. Like it did a lot of things really quickly. Yeah. It just seemed to work great. Now you can have TVs from 10 years ago. That's what I'm saying. That are flat screens that work perfectly fine today. How is it that, like, to even think of an iPhone 4, if you saw someone with an <laughs> iPhone 4, you'd be like, are you a prehistoric dinosaur? It's funny, but it's not funny. Yeah. It's like they cleverly put that in the whole system. Right. It's like they built so, it in there. They're like, how do we make this thing that is amazing yeah. also instantly useless? In like three so or four that's, years. That's part of the problem. Genius. That's part of the problem, though. Let's talk about that instead of just the cobalt mining, which is horrendous. But it's almost like they. It, it's almost like when it, when a government wants you to think a certain way, and so you're fighting about the wrong thing. I'm not saying cobalt's the wrong thing, but also to think about the longevity of these phones. That's the thing that the profits, right? Yeah. The profits that they are making off of making new phones every fucking year and everyone's getting the updates and everyone's getting the new phones. The phones should be like televisions. You should have a phone for 10 years. I I know I wouldn't give a fuck. I would keep this phone for 10 years if it still worked. They don't want us to have anything for 10 years. That's what I'm saying. They don't want, we don't want cars for 10 years anymore. No. All these smart cars fucking break down now and you're you're like, oh, the computer's fucking gone. I was like, why does my car have a computer? (laughs) 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 So you can tell me what's wrong with it, and I have no idea how to fix it. Because you need the internet in your. So I think that that is part of the problem too. Not to go off, not to steer clear of the cobalt issue. I don't know how to fix that either, other than people from the top down doing something about it. But but this attitude that you're saying is not a new attitude. Right. It's the reason my grandfather had the same TV that he had before I was born. Even up to when he passed away. Good for him. And he died, I think, when I was like 20, maybe I was 30. So it was about 12 years ago. Yeah. So he had a TV for over 30 years. Now, I would always look at it and be like, Grandad, why don't you just get a new TV? That's like, And he's like, it works fine. Yeah. And he did that with a lot of the stuff <laughs> in his place. Yeah. And it, it does because it gets to a point where he wasn't worried about how cool I thought he was in terms of having new shit. He's over it. Doesn't matter. Works I don't even fine, think does what he needs. I don't even think it's about being cool, is it? I mean, is that what people are worried about if they don't have the new iPhone? Well, I think also people like gadgets, but there is an element of like being yeah. being the first adopter. Like I have it. This is the newest thing. Let's see if it changes my life. Yeah, I don't get that part. The part that pisses me off is that I know that my last phone I would still have, but the software just ended up fucking screwing up, and it wouldn't go on the internet. It was slow. You know that there was some sort of bug that they created, and yes, I am a conspiracy theorist, but why did that phone stop working? Well, this there was is, nothing wrong with it. I never jumped in a fucking pool with this it. Is, this is what I've heard. There's actually something in the OS software, and I was reading about this the other day, mm. that collects like cache, cache files mm-hmm. and like temporary folders, and it doesn't delete them. Okay. So what you have to do is wipe the phone when the memory is completely full, and then you back it up again from the cloud, which you can do, yep. and all of a sudden you have like 20% more space, and yep. then things start working. Gotcha. And it's because it just keeps filling up. Now, eventually, 
it'll just, you know, you'll probably just put too much crap on it to Got where it. it fills up. That's Got a bit it. of an issue too. But at the end of the day, they could fix that. Right. It doesn't seem to be too much of a problem. No one's really noticed it. And it also does work towards everyone needing new phones all exactly. the time, which is what you do. Exactly. Because you don't really have to do that with Android so much. Like, I've been able to keep my Android phones for a good amount of time. I usually only end up updating because I break it or I lose it. Or you it. jump in the fucking pool or you Something happens, drink too yeah. much and pee on it. <laughs> well, that can happen. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. That can um, happen. Yeah, two bucks a day, man. And now there's no fishing community. There's no farming community. Uh, you know, they're stuck there. That, it's so fucked. I so mean, these poor, so these who poor is it that owns the land? It's Chinese it's companies? Chi- it said that there was Chinese, um, 19 major industrial cobalt complexes all run by Chinese corporations. Jesus. American, and, and he kept saying American companies need to decide what's the threshold because... That's, they wouldn't be digging all this fucking cobalt up if we weren't buying all these phones. Of course. Well, if we weren't just buying the raw material, right? To make the the phone, to put in the battery. Are the Chinese also making the battery and then we buy that? At what point? They didn't talk about that, but we're not making the batteries here. There's no fucking way we're making them here. No, we don't have that. We don't have that here. So, yeah, making them in China. All right. Let's say this both. Let's say that you don't give a fuck. You're listening to this. You don't really care. You're like, this is just the price of business. It's how it goes. Okay, you live your life as normal. You keep buying stuff. What if you listen to this and you're upset and this has hurt your feelings? Like, how do we change it? How do we go about it? How does an individual do anything useful once you have this knowledge? Well, I think there there has to be a demand to find a cleaner source. I mean, they talked about Tesla having some of their cars don't use cobalt. I don't know what they're using instead in in replace of it. Probably other. There's other metals, metals that, you could yeah. you could use. I don't know the difference between that. I know nothing about these these metals, but there has to be something. I mean, we always. It's like gas. You know, there's better alternatives, but it's it's we have a plethora of it, and we're already the system has already begun. There's already the mines, so. We're not going to change it until we either stop pulling cobalt out of the ground or somebody fucking speaks up about it. I don't know how we do that with these Chinese corporations that don't give a fuck about using human labor anyway. Yeah. And now somehow they're going into other countries and doing the same fucking thing and probably even worse, it looks like. I mean, these people are in pits in the ground with no any form of fucking environmental safety or or human safety, even any concern for it, it's fucking nuts. I guess the thing is just, it's about getting the word out there. Yeah. Because I'm sure sure there's a lot of Chinese people, citizens, that if they knew more about this would be like, we don't like this either. Good luck. Their social credit score, they start talking shit about anything, they're going to get who knows what thrown in jail. Yeah. They get all that cobalt taken away and they can't (sighs) charge anything. Dude. This was a heavy one. When when Rogan talked about it and brought it up multiple times, I mean, just to think about the level of harsh conditions. And it's easy for us to be like, we have our own lives, we're doing our thing, like that's a different place. But just imagine for one fucking day, right? If they could make those Oculus headsets mm. so good, but for one day you're a laborer in a mine, yeah. a cobalt mine, and not just 
thinking, oh, this is a fun game. I just have to play it for one day. But yeah. also they implant the feeling that you're going to be doing this every day until your body doesn't work. It's hell on earth. It's hell on earth. It's straight up hell on earth. You're in a pit getting trampled by millions of, I mean, I don't know how many, not millions, but look, it looked like tens of thousands they of people. They said there were like 15,000 in the It was 15,000. Yeah. Well, or just clanging away. And, and you're making a dollar a day. I mean, I can't think of a worse living hell. Well, the money Unless, actually for them is quite high for that area, dude, supposedly. doesn't matter. I don't know if the dollar is, but I read some other article that was like, some people can make as much as $200 a week, which is a, okay. a lot of money for that area. At what area. cost, though? But exactly. I'm not justifying yeah. it. I'm just saying that, like, no wonder they all go to the mines yeah. instead of growing, you know, whatever they grow there, corn. Well, they're saying they don't even have that anymore. The water pollution is so bad. Everything is massively contaminated now. They couldn't even fucking go back to doing that. Yeah. It's not, the infrastructure is not even there anymore. Like the Every, land will be Everything has gone toward the mining. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I don't know, man. There, there needs to be that bottom line that they kept talking about, and, and it has to include labor laws and pollution environmental laws. I don't know how you do that in the yeah. fucking Congo. Or Congo, excuse me. But letting people know that it's us talking about it, Rogan talking about it, other people talking about it, keeping educated. You know, one day a phone will come out, right? Or maybe even Apple will run a commercial I and be like, hey, we're releasing the first cobalt-free Apple phone. Then we're like, hell yeah, working well, in the right direction. They said half of Teslas don't use cobalt. So whatever they're doing, why isn't Apple doing that? That To me, that's where we need to speak up as a as a not just a humanitarian-wide crisis that's happening, but like, we we now that we know that this is happening and we've been exposed to this, we need to go. I think to the top level people at these companies that are saying that what they're doing is fair and safe and and okay. Well, there's when they zero. Know it's not. There's zero chance that Rogan's not going to bring this up the next time he talks to Elon. And it's been a while since he's talked to Elon. Also, Elon's mm. stock just in Tesla just crashed through the floor. Not necessarily a big deal because he still owns the same amount of stock. It's still a very like, profitable company that makes good products. So maybe it'll level out and the stocks go back up. But that's the kind of move that Elon would do. He would be like, all right, we're kind of in the pits here. Let's mm. jump on Rogan, mm -hmm. get a bunch of free advertising, say a bunch of cool shit's about to come out. <laughs> the stock goes yeah. through the roof, but you know Rogan's going to bring this shit up. Fuck yeah, he He's going to be like, what the hell's going on with this dude? Yeah, so, yeah, but talk to Tim Cook, too. Get him on the pod. Hasn't he tried or he's talked about it? I don't know. Or maybe he should he do should. that. He should. Let's get Tim Cook on yeah. Rogan, baby. He should get him on. See what Mr. Apple has to say. All right, let's jump over to... I don't is... think Steve Jobs would, would like this. Not the Steve Jobs that used to take LSD. He wouldn't like what's happening. No, I don't think so. But he also liked Profit, so maybe he would. Let's go over to John Bernthal. Johnny Bernthal. What a legend. He, I really liked him in The Walking Dead. Uh, those first few seasons were good. I didn't really watch him maybe after like season three. Same, I think Joe talked about that too. He, he talked of, about he got bored of it, it fell off, yeah. And it bit. did. It did. But this guy is really good in that. He's, he's just been awesome in a lot of movies because he just has that like toughness about him. But when you hear him speak on Rogan, you can tell that he's a very... And I mean, we went to like a um, an acting 
performing arts school in Russia. I mean, he mm-hmm. obviously has like a creative, gentle side. You know, right. he's not just this meathead, but he just knows how to do it. It sounded to me like he just got in so much trouble when he was younger. He was fucking off and probably drinking too much and no doubt and having anger management problems, which actually caught up to him in his later life as well. We yeah. get, we'll get there, but you know, it sounded like one of his teachers that he respected a lot told him about this school. Right? Isn't that how it happened? That's it. And he was much. he was fucking off in high school and not you know not doing well and. He, I mean, he ne- he didn't really get into what he was doing, but he made it sound like it was bad. Like he was either going to end up in prison or uh-huh. something needed to change quickly. Yeah. And so I bet you his parents probably <laughs> threw down a little bit too and gave him an ultimatum is my guess. He didn't talk about it. But, no doubt. Because his parents, I think his, you know, his, he, he's from a well-off family. Um, I mean, I think his dad's like a lawyer. And I looked into it because I know his, his cousin, Bernie, lives here in Bozeman. That's believe right. It or not. Yeah. yeah, Bernie. And so Ben Bernie's a friend of mine, and I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't even know they were cousins. So then I got into some backlogging on Bernthal, on John, and was just curious. Like, what did he get What did he get into when he was younger? Like, hmm. did he get arrested? What happened? He didn't talk about it. Mm-mm. But to move, it just seemed like a very abrupt thing. Like, I, even if someone tells you, like if I told you today, hey, bro, you, you, they got this podcast school in Russia. You should go. Are you going to fucking get on a plane and go move to Russia? Mm-mm. I mean, obviously not now. But I know what you mean. But this was back, what, in the 90s, you know? It just, I mean, it's crazy. But I didn't realize they had such a, a an immense, um, you know, love for, for movies and, and acting in Russia. It sounded like it was like a well-renowned thing and well, that they take very seriously, just like sports and everything else. But think about the arts there. Yeah. I mean, there's incredible Russian operas. Yeah. I mean, and that's plays and performances. And, mm-hmm. You know, they're a very stern, disciplined place. Yeah. And that's just it, right? They're just a disciplined culture. They take everything very seriously. I wanted yeah. to go back, though, to because look at a lot of the roles that he plays. Yeah. Very angry person. Yeah. And to be able to get into that space, mm-hmm. I mean, he he had to have been through some things. Well, and he's so he full of empathy now. That, yeah. He he's talked a about sweet it. guy. Oh, man, what a nice Super guy. Super sweet. Seems like he's such a caring individual. I mean, the people that he's getting on his podcast, the the real ones, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Is it real ones or the real ones? Uh, let me look it up. Keep talking. Anyway, he, he you know, the people that he's getting on, what he, he was talking about, the one that surprised me was that there was that group of, of uh, African-American or black cops that... Um, it's just real ones. That were called these cops in Baltimore, the Silverbacks that he had on. I, I want to listen to that one because mm-hmm. it was it just was so interesting to me to ha you know, to have those sorts of people on his podcast that really have nothing to do with acting. I mean, the the people that he's getting on, he's it's just social justice stuff, which I mean, to me, he he just cares so much about other people and, and the injustices happening. It's what it seemed like yeah. after the listening to him for three hours, you know? He's just, he's sick of the bullshit. You know, he's sick of, he, it's funny because he's sick of all the shit that happens with actors and all the fake shit. He's like, I don't want actors on my podcast. <laughs> you know, I don't want any of that fake shit. Right. He wants to talk about real stuff and that, hell yeah. Yeah. Way to go, John. I mean, it's highly, his podcast is highly rated. 4.9 stars. It's like top 100 United States Apple podcast. I mean, it's a big show. Well, he kept talking about it's the people that he has on the show. That's the importance of the show. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, let's talk about one of them that was a big story was freaking Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Now, they were in a movie together. Is it LaBeouf or LaBeouf? I, it's LaBeouf, bro. Whatever. <laughs> Bless him. LaBeouf. Look, man, I wasn't... I I didn't dislike this guy before Shia? he had these allegations. Now yeah. that's a little bit different. That's fucked up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, people get angry, but there's just lines you don't cross. There's lines. And for sure. And he but he was also I mean, not I'm not I'm not condoning what he did, but he also was got his ass kicked by his father all the time. I mean, did you watch that movie, Honey? That's right. Uh, he had a lot honey of boo? abuse. He's, honey Boo? He's from a... Yeah, he's experienced a ton of abuse, okay? Um, the, but, but there's often reasons, right? There's a, sure. almost always a reason why somebody also becomes a violent, aggressive, abusive. But creatively, before this... Yeah. I mean, look, man, he started off, as far as I remember, I mean, when he really made it big was like Transformers movies. That was his first And one, that's yeah. kind of the type of movie that once you get into... You know, you become that type, you get a bit typecast, and then you're only doing these big blockbusters. He's done a lot of cool, different, creative things. I've heard the one that was about his family growing up that you were That's just talking honey, about. That's Honey Boy. I is, said Honey Boo, it's Honey Boy. Is supposed to be an excellent movie. It's an amazing movie. And then I he has it. some wild YouTube videos, that one where he's like, just do it. You can do it. Like, it's nuts. Right. Wait, which one was that? He's just saying... Do it. You can do it. It's like super motivational. There's like mm. 50 million hits on it. There's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With wasn't fucking who else was on that podcast? Wasn't there like uh, wasn't wasn't um, a podcast? Just a little video. Oh really? Because he was. I thought he was on something with like uh, with uh, fuck. I'm John Blanks here. Um, famous actor. God, not Pacino. Uh, De Niro. He was well, sitting down with like De Niro and a yeah, couple yeah, other there people. Was, there Jamie Foxx, maybe? There was like a round table they did with A-listers where they're talking yeah. about their philosophies for life. I think Tom Hanks was there too. Yeah, that was and good. That was a big deal. You're talking about something different though? Well, they, I'm just talking about a YouTube video. That Shia put just out. just Shia. Gotcha. And he's just in front of a green screen going, you can do it. <laughs> Anything you want, you can do it. You can. Ima-. And it's like crazy. and te- But it's silly as well. Yeah. But so many people have watched it. Mm. And he just creates this kind of energy. There's another video where they have, um, it's basically like a play with okay. like a whole orchestra and they're singing this song about Shia LaBeouf mm. and who who like lives in the woods and he like hunts people. And it's, it's really artsy. It's very strange. Again, like 85 million views. Wow. And it's just something I think he produced with mm. some friends. So... My point is, he's a very interesting character that's like a lot Hollywood, but also very creative in a different way and super intense with his roles. He's Mm -hmm. played some like crazy intense roles, which I think probably led into some of this behavior. It's a real shame. But again, for John to come forward and be like, look, I couldn't talk to him for a few years, but also he was my friend. And what do you do? Do you back away from a friend? Or do you lean in and say, hey, you fucked up, obviously. Let's make sure you don't do this yeah. again. Is there anything to salvage? The real question, though, is, <clears throat> is he canceled forever? Is this one of those things? I mean, the case isn't until April, so there's going to be a lot of publicity on him then. And shit doesn't look good. But yeah, I mean, did can you, you come back from that? Did you? 
I I would hope so. And what I got out of after listening to that, I didn't know these allegations about Shia. I, I typically don't follow stuff like that unless I hear it on Rogan. Um, I didn't know about those allegations, and that sucks. But I I I do appreciate that John got let got him on, and he he gave the reason why he was like he needs to be able to tell a story. That's the point of this podcast. And he worked with the guy. He was in that movie with him. Uh, Fury. Yeah, but no, no, no. He was there with Shia. One? No, no, no. It was um. Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh. Did you watch that one? Uh-uh. It's great. It's about this kid with Down syndrome, and then Dakota Johnson is in there, and they they fall in love, end up having a relationship. Uh, Shy is the main character. I can't remember what John Bernthal did in that film, but he was in the film. Okay. Anyway, that's how they already had that relationship. And like you said, then they didn't talk for a while. He got him back on. But what John was saying afterwards is, look, I used to have an anger problem as well. He fucking knocked that guy out. He talks about how oh, he knocked that dude out. Yeah, who was fucking with his dog. Yeah. And that changed almost his life. Killed him. It almost killed him. He was like going to have involuntary manslaughter charges on him. And mm-hmm. got out of it. He said that completely changed his life. Then he got married, you know, ended up being a husband and a good father and you know, started controlling some of those anger problems. He said, "Why aren't we talking about that? There's plenty of people Men, obviously, who have anger issues. I know I have a fucking temper, and I need to chill out about it. Chill out, bro. You know, I typically just go into the other room and start punching pillows and throwing shit away from my family so they don't see it or hear it, but I still have to get that anger out. Now, would I ever hit my child or my wife? Hell no. Of course not. But accidents can be changed. A person can change. I believe people can change. And so that's all I'm saying. And I think John s- sees that in Shia. And again, I'm not condoning what he fucking did. But if we're not talking about how these men with these issues can't change, then what Then what are we talking about? Then the problem is going to keep happening. If we don't talk about the problem and talk about it openly with people, that's the problem with cancel culture. If you just cancel someone, then it just goes under the fucking rug and it keeps happening, right? Well, people need to pay some kind of a price. Right? Of course. They fucked up. Absolutely. But here's what's missing. And this isn't this is what isn't congruent with cancel culture. Is mm-hmm. like we also champion and celebrate like gang members that have been rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. You know? People that used to have a really bad way of living, but then they did their or even drug abusers that have done or, rehab. Or someone who killed somebody. And now they're helping the community. Yeah. And we we often bring them on different podcasts and we listen to them and be like, look at this guy, really turned his life around. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that the same thing? Or druggies, yeah. Yeah, isn't it the same thing? Do we demonize them forever? No, that's not no, useful. It was a mistake. Especially if they change and they have done better and done their time. So in the in the cancel world... Is there room for this? Now, I don't think there is with, like, you know, Weinstein and fucking no, fuck Cosby. That guy. Fuck that like, guy. yeah, there's fuck there's levels to the behavior that's like, no, 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 no. This is too much, and, and especially when it's criminal, yeah. right? Which it might be with Shia. This might turn out to be criminal. Yeah, we don't as know. Well. We don't know what happened. Um, You know, allegedly. But exactly. Do, yeah. Does it get to a point where he, like works on it, makes a movie about it, talks about like this process and how he changed and really Maybe educates others. And then it's like, ah, that's, there we go. We don't have to just see this person as always that thing. 
totally. we can get back to like their more creative arts. Right. I mean, look, Louis kind of did it. He didn't do anything illegal. He was joking off. Everyone knows it was weird. He went away for a while. He also apologized, apologized for too. it. Yeah. And then addressed it even in, in a stand-up special, which was probably humiliating. <laughs> and he, now, he manned up to it. And now he can tour again. I mean, so there is a price to pay. Right. And there, well, there look, could be an avenue back. At the end of the day, I think it was good that he had him on. And I hope that he doesn't have more actors on <laughs> or actresses because that's not the point of the show. Yeah. You know, the point of the show like he kept saying was to talk to real people that, you know, he's very concerned about social justice and mm-hmm. making sure that there's some fairness in the world. It, it seemed to me. Yeah. I like that. You know, I mean, when he was talking about that detective that came on and just the types of stories that they get into, mm. I mean, it's kind of beautiful that he knows the people that he does and he's so specific about, uh, what guests and what conversations he has on personally i would like to hear some of them and i like the way that he spoke and i'm sure they're very interesting but it sounds too heavy to me i often think about that when i listen to lex friedman's i like lex and he's loosening up and having some fun you know i think he's had tim dylan on before and he's done some sillier podcasts however a lot of them are pretty heavy and kind of more intense it, it just makes it easy with rogan i think because some some are like very heady and you got to think a lot and maybe take some notes with Rhonda patrick but some mm-hmm. others are just so easy they can just float through it it's just nice we have so many good fucking podcasts right now. there's a to lot to, there's a lot to sift through man i mean right now the only other one i'm listening to other than joe and i i just started getting back into it is, is huberman lab mm. you know yeah, Huberman's so I good. I fucking love him. He's so good. But I, I, I will. I wanna, I wanna listen to a couple of Johns. I, I should have done that. We, we both probably should have done that before coming on today. But I, it's just good to know that they're out there, and the people that he's talking to are are people that probably wouldn't have a voice at all. No doubt. Which that's what's fucking sweet about it. Yeah. No doubt. So good for Johnny. Fuck yeah! All right, let's jump over to John Reese, the dinosaur guy. Yeah, the bones, bone thugs and harmony. Get your bones. You were saying now that uh, everybody, now that he, g- he gave away the location of the East River, people are already searching. In yeah, the last few days or the there, last week. There was an article yesterday <laughs> when I was flying that said so. You know, we're doing this podcast a little bit later in the week than usual, but it kind of worked out because um, John Reese uh, is the mining guy. Is it Reeves or Reese? Sorry. Oh, Reeves? Was it Reeves? I thought it was Reeves. Oh, whoops. Maybe it's not. Dude. Shit. Sorry, my bad. I'm useless at this sometimes. Looking at my own notes. Boneyard, Alaska. Mr. John Reeves. R E E V E S. Reeves, you are correct. I had never I had never heard of this guy before this podcast, did you? No, I guess I guess um Rogan just started to like see some clips of this person mm-hmm. and and saw that ha- happening you know, on their land. Right. And was really into it. I mean, I don't know. I hadn't heard of it either. But what an incredible story. You've got five acres of land. You're finding more um, ice age extinct animal bones than anywhere else kind of in the world. 
They're worth a ton of money. For some reason, he doesn't sell them, but it sounds like he's super rich from all the pipeline deals from back mm. in the day. So mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to give a fuck. Well, and and the and the um, waste management. Yeah, he makes a lot of money doing that. Too. No doubt. Yeah, this guy's a bull. So yeah, we need to watch this film, dude. Boneyard, Alaska. I want to watch that. But yeah, so he gave away the location that he. How did he hear about this again? He was saying it was something about one of his buddies, like it was a, it was like a twenty year thing, right? Right. He didn't really explain it till the, towards the end of the podcast, but he was saying that because he had found X, Y, and Z, or because some of these bones had been found, they were putting a stop on doing anything about it, and they had to. I, I want to say, I don't know who the regulators were in the government, but they were putting, like, they were ceasing all everything that he was doing, and because of that. It was like a 20-year process where he couldn't touch this certain land anymore and something was dug up and then he knew the location of where they put everything. And he didn't go into a ton of explanation about it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, he said this happened over you know, the last, like, like 20 years ago, they found out that he had dug up bones and then they wouldn't let him touch it. Is that what it was, dude? I, well, now you're making me want to look it up again because they, they talk about it very briefly at the end of how those bones got there. Yeah, I thought it was just that the museum had them all and they couldn't store them anywhere. They were just taking up too much. Oh, am I mix? Am I mixing up what happened in Alaska with? Oh, cause yeah, this because is in this New York, is in sorry. New York, and it, they were okay. bones that were owned by like the National uh, History Museum or something like that. And this was like in between the t- mid twenties. 1920 and like 1940. Okay, I was mixing up the uh, shit that happened in Alaska with with uh, the New York stuff. Yeah, so in Alaska, he's basically allowed to own anything that's found on his land. But if it was Canada, they can come in and confiscate the whole thing. Well, or if it's on any federal land. Right. But because he owns all this land in Alaska, yeah, he's able to do whatever. But remember he was saying he doesn't want... He doesn't want to tell anyone if he finds anything anymore because then they again they'll cease they we won't let him dig can't. anymore they close that one guy so that's why i was getting down, right? that's what i was getting confused about yeah. is that in alaska if he were to even if it was on his own property if he were to let people know that he dug up you know let's say there's a whole you know fossilized fucking woolly mammoth if that gets dug up no more fucking gold mining is happening. No more mining at all is happening. Right. And that could be for, that could take fucking five years for them to, you know, to get paleontologists up there and to dig it, you know, carefully excavate the fucking thing. Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird situation really. Cause it's like, you can tell he wants to like be a steward to that, but he's also a gold miner, dude. Yeah. He also probably hates the government. That's why he moved up to Alaska yeah. and he's like, get out of my land. Well, yeah, he was Fuck saying off. he still wants it to be a territory. Just like, dude, can you believe that they they've eaten bice? I mean, uh, mammoth. Oh, uh, the woolly mammoth. How that story that was a little fucked up. That doesn't sound real. I felt like there was some bullshit going on. He was I having a little fun with Rogan. Yeah, it's like okay, so it's frozen, right? It's permafrost. How the fuck you wouldn't you be able to eat it? But it's it's like it still is doing something. In the ice. it's There's still some decomposing going on, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it can't just be... It, because when they dig up a mummy, they don't... You know, the old, like, someone's frozen in ice. Yeah. You know, that went, like, a hiker in fucking yeah. the North Pole. And it's <laughs> it's 100 years ago or whatever. They don't look exactly the same. 
They don't come out looking the same. We'd They're shriveled up some old piece of shit. Beef jerky. There's no way you'd exactly. be able to chew it, dude. It's like shoe leather. Like he said, he goes, oh, it's kind of like shoe leather. I think it's like a rite of passage bullshit story. I just, I don't believe it's true. I don't know. He said he was pouring whiskey on it. Something. But I feel like he started saying like they were marinating it. But Imagine eating an extinct creature, no. though. No. Like, shouldn't we be saving that DNA so we I can like bring him back or something? I couldn't Put it in it. a lab? I mean, how about when Joe asked him about if he'd if he's seen any humans? If he dug up any humans and he he didn't answer. No, <laughs> there's got to be some in there, don't you think? If there's that many bones in that one area, I mean, it's there's almost like it's almost bones. like a huge you would think glacier. The humans would be up there hunting all these animals. They'd want to eat them, right? Yeah, I mean. Well, he said he found those, what, what was it, the fragments of, was it fragments of arrows? Or what was it that he found? There was that, then he talked about having a blue bird, like a bird wing but that he was, found. No, it was a feather. A feather, okay. And they were saying, we don't know how this could be up here. There shouldn't be any blue birds. Right, but then they did, so didn't they, didn't he say they did some carbon dating on something else and they found out, or it was a rock. They found some rocks that were maybe used as tools and then it was, they found out that that it, these rocks are only in Eastern Europe, mm. which makes sense because you have the Bering Strait, and then the, there used to be the land bridge there. Yeah, and walk them over. Beringia was the area they call it, and that was obviously how they got over there. I yeah. just don't think, I just don't think that paleontologists or or archaeologists are saying they don't believe that it was that early that that happened. Is that the, is that the confusion there? I, get, I think so. Okay. Yeah. They're like, it doesn't go back that far, but, but he th- was all about the younger Dryas theory. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems to make, make sense that it was around you. that time and it, all these things got wiped out. Yeah, dude. But why the were they all there on that tiny bit of land? Well, I think what they're fucking all over. There? I think they're all over there. We just haven't dug. I don't think it's just this fact that it's just on this tiny bit of land. It's they haven't dug anywhere else. But it, but they have. He has a bunch of land around there, and he said they they're not finding things to like this amount to that amount land around. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe the fucking I don't know the the whatever flooded just ended up all in that one spot. I don't know. Maybe there's a huge fucking hole pit in the ground there that yeah. they didn't know about. It might be a something cliff like or that, something right? that's now covered up. Or rivers or converge there, or maybe a, a huge lake was there. That well, made, think about if there was a fucking over. huge mountain or cliff or something that they didn't know about. I don't know. They didn't go into detail about why anything could be there. He he doesn't fucking know. That's true. He doesn't know. Yeah, no one can figure it out. But wild. I'm gonna go with my cliff theory, dude. There I like it. It's a pretty good theory. <laughs> why? Why do you think that he's not selling these bones? Why doesn't he just have like a giant auction house? If they're worth like four hundred grand for two, and he has tens of thousands, why did he say tens of thousands? Dude, I think he has fucking so many they can't even count them. What the fuck? Over a thousand, let's say. But that's so much money. Why would you not be selling? You know these bones all over the world i don't know i mean he seems like he's not he's not worried about money so that could be one reason and he doesn't maybe have the time to deal with it i don't know he said his 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 daughter is making jewelry. she's making those the cool jewelry out of it but that's a lot different than selling the actual bones yeah what did he say it was like six hundred and seventy five thousand dollars for like one husk or something yeah nuts like I think a pair of them could sell for like 400 grand. They're like good size. But anyway, so back to 
um, the throwing them all in the East River. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. the the National History Museum was doing this supposedly. I guess somehow, um, good old John heard about this in the right. grapevine just through people that knew. Knows where the street is. Said it on the podcast. Rogan said, uh, "If you go out there and find bones, I have you on the pod." Nice. So there's two massive. I don't remember him saying now. that. Yeah, he said that. Two massive incentives to go out there. One, it's worth a lot of money. If there's bones down there, you can sell those bitches. <laughs> and so you get rich. But two, you get to go on Rogan and talk about it, which is a hell of an experience. The question is, when I read the article and they had two boats out there, Coast Guard went out there because they were trying to figure out what these guys were up to. Yeah. Um, but there were supposedly two teams of experienced divers checking it all. One of them was... M- actually just a boat that was like scanning the floor Hmm. kind of looking for shapes and then they were going to go down another team was actually down there you know already flashlights the lot trying to sieve through it all it'd be it would be such a fun story if they find some shit i hope so i hope they do i'm not i'm when i was hearing it i'm like this is a bit of a you know, one of those like legend Tall stories, tales. yeah, that just ends up being nothing. But you never know. I don't know, man. I've I actually there's a ski movie that just came out. This is a total side topic, but it's the same sort of thing where there was an explorer up in Alaska, and he had his camera gear, and you know, like old school camera that you used to have to put like the hood over your uh-huh. head, and yeah. They heard about it through some journals or something from the this trip that was up there back in, I, I don't know the date. I want to say it was early 1900s. So similar timing to what he's talking about with these bones. And a ski team went up there. This is a Teton Gravity uh, Research, um, which is a huge ski film operation. They funded this movie. They went up there to find this dude's camera gear and they fucking found it. No shit. Yeah, dude. They found it in the glacier. They like looked at his old maps and they figured out like where the glacier would have moved to in the last hundred years and they fucking dug for it and they found it. And I haven't watched the movie yet. It's not out yet. That's super impressive. But they found his can his fucking camera. We're talking about woolly mammoth bones. If they're down there, they're gonna find them. Yeah, yeah, they'll find them. <laughs> fucking huge. If they're there. People are good so, at finding shit, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean and that river can't be that deep. They're pretty, you know they're down there searching. Oh, it's not. I don't think it's that. If, even if it if was deep, it wouldn't there, matter. They're, they're, if they're there, they'll find them. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't imagine that they won't. The only thing I think is that they're not. You, know? you don't think they're going to find it? I don't think that the story is real. Yeah. I think it was a bullshit story. I think probably what happened is they said they dumped them there and someone else sold them all gotcha. and made a bunch of money off it. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But it's cool. I want to check this documentary out. I think it's awesome that this guy um, has this collection, and it needs to be studied at the end of the day. I know he doesn't want to bring teams up there, but I hope he can pick some good guys and gals that want to go up and work on it because there's a lot we need to know about why they became extinct. We could probably learn a lot more about the Younger Dryas impact theory Mm. maybe from this, you know? Yeah, I thought one of the coolest things was when they talked about how dragons maybe were real. Oh, well, it would make sense that... Made a lot of sense. The theory of why there's nothing left of them. Yeah, any giant creature that can fly is going to have hollow bones, which won't last. Just going to brittle away. Because I don't think there are many bird fossils. 
Well, I was going to say, unless it was fossilized, but I think it takes a lot of like perfect conditions for that to happen, right? For them to not just whittle away. Yeah, I don't really know if um, the softer bones do fossilize very well. I don't. I mean, you see dinosaurs like that could fly. Fucking pterodactyls. Don't we have fossils of that? Or else we wouldn't know that they were real. I, that's true. So I that to do. me doesn't make sense. A pterodactyl is basically a fucking dragon. Right, a hundred percent. So without fire. But man, it is still crazy. I mean, I don't think about dinosaurs often until lately because my son is obsessed with them, and so we go to the fucking the dinosaur uh, museum here, Museum of the Rockies, mm-hmm. and it is just it blows my mind how big those fucking things were. Oh, dude, the Triceratops heads that they have at the museum here are so massive. I mean, it puts woolly mammoths to shame. It makes woolly mammoth look like a fucking house cat. It's ridiculous how big they are. <laughs> I'm like, what? Imagine just have seeing one of those just walking right in front of you. Imagine seeing even just a pterodactyl flying around. I mean, that's as big as a fucking dragon in the in the storybooks. A hundred percent. That's a fucking dragon. Yeah. That shit's real. There there was some bigger ones. Pterod- like, I don't think pterodactyls were the biggest. There were no. a few other like pet- species. Yeah, p- p- something that's like well, I was going to say pterodactyl, big. but that is pterodactyl, the piece silent, bro. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, they're, fu- they're ginormous. <laughs> like, there's some other species that's like wingspan like a, like a 747. I mean, there's no way we've uncovered all of these things. No. You know how much shit's in the ground? We have no clue. In the ocean, too, that's another one that we haven't even scratched the surface on what's in the bottom mm-hmm. of the ocean. Well, that's why we got to keep looking. Got to keep looking at this yeah. stuff. Anyway, yeah. all right, let's call it for this week. We have another one coming out on Tuesday. Do we have any guests for – Rogan's got some people on already this week, right? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Was it Mark? There was someone I liked the look of. Oh, Brett. Brett Weinstein. I'm that's excited to hear what he's up to. Uh, Dave Portnoy and then Peter – Zihan. Oh, Dave from uh, from Barstool Sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be a good one. Well, he got into a little bit about with the Andrew Tate arrest and all that business. So mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting to chat about. But anyway, thank you guys and gals as always. Uh, welcome to 2023, bitches. We're yeah. going to have some great pods this year. And I can't wait to see who Rogan has on. Love it. Laters, nerds. Love it. Later, nerds.